You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. This podcast is part two of three and is entitled, What Christians Are and Aren't Allowed to Do. It was a special topic of our Amish Voice conference line. So would the same be true with smoking? Is it all right to go smoke with people or to do anything with somebody? What about, is it all right to smoke a well, cigar every once in a while? What do you think? Okay, what about eating? We we overeat sometimes and that, that's not really right either. So should we stop eating? <laughs> You know? The cigar thing is a really good is a really good thing to talk about because there are so many people for so many years for so long tobacco has now been considered uh, a very sinful thing uh, a very loose kind of living. Uh, I was I, the Holy Spirit convicted me of that one time. I, I was I used to be very hardly hard addicted to smoking. So I'll just give my my testimony on this <laughs> and. Uh, I, I got convicted of my addiction, and therefore I thought tobacco was wrong. And for 12 years, I taught that vehemently, until one day the spirit—I um, was actually behind the pulpit when it happened—and and, and I actually stopped and I said, "Well, what did I say wrong? I knew I said something wrong. Uh, it was so hard and so powerful. It, it, I had to stop and, and, and find out what was wrong." And I was, you know, saying smoking and drinking, you know, how wrong it was and how that gets us into so much trouble and how, you know, the scriptures tell us that smoking and drinking is wrong. And I, and I stopped and I said, well, Lord, what is wrong? What did I say wrong? And it was so clear. It's it's drunkenness and gluttony is what is wrong. Um, and I repented. And, I, you know, I, I know for a long time I taught that wrong. And I, I feel bad about it that I did. And I know I probably closed doors. Uh, even though I was teaching it in absolute, I thought it was it was wrong, you know. But in itself, just like we were talking about tonight, probably none of them are. <clears throat> I'm just thinking of Paul. Is wrong. Um, Nehemiah said something about go and eat of the fat and drink of the wine. After I, don't, I think that was after the walls were rebuilt. But I'm not sure when exactly. And Paul telling Timothy to drink a little wine for his stomach's sake. And, and so. In all of the scripture, I think we see that where it's not usually the thing itself that is wrong, but the fact that we are against God. And there's things I think that are clearly wrong. I think I think fornication is is always wrong. And there's other things I'm sure. But for the most part, again, why we're doing something so important? Yeah, and I think it's good for each of these things, whether drinking, smoking, overeating, that each of us should examine ourselves and be willing to go to God and say, God, what do you want from me? Should I stop doing this? Should I start doing this? And if we say, well, God says this, but I don't really care because I want to do this, then we're wrong. We need to be willing to give up anything for God, but not make it a law if God doesn't. So, Amen. Would it be the same for gambling? Is it okay to buy a lottery ticket every once in a while or play bingo at a church? What do you think? Well, the questions get harder, Paul. <laughs> uh, hope you studied. I, I can I'm tell sure you. Or if I, we go into Proverbs, we could find some stuff on that probably. 
Yeah. Well, so what are your thoughts? Love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. It seems pretty foolish to gamble. You're unless you win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a lottery. Or I didn't buy a lottery ticket. I, I I went gambling one time, and it was at a a little casino somewhere, and um. I won 25 bucks, and so, of course, I spent it all thinking maybe I could win more. But that was my one and only experience with gambling, and, of course, I had no intentions of doing it more, but that, that is what happens. You, you, you win something, and you end up just spending, yeah. spending it all trying to win more generally because it really is a foolish thing. Yeah, and with, with all of these things so far, gambling, smoking, drinking, it can ruin lives, too. If it has control of your yeah. life, then it's, it's a sin if it's got control of you. But what about if you buy a raffle ticket and you know the money's going to go to help uh, poor poor people or something? Is that okay to do? Mm-hmm. To gamble for Maybe. a good cause? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, Paul. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I stand firm with we have to know, we have to follow, follow the Holy Spirit with regards to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we talked about smoking and, and drinking and gluttony, uh, and, you know, but, but there's another addiction that I think so many of us Americans especially are caught up in that it's uh, and that is the addiction of sweet or sugar uh, sugar is actually 200 times more addictive than, than cocaine um, so I you know there you go I mean if we if the reason for not smoking or drinking is because of health reasons because it's bad for your health then we would have to really get behind probably most of us on the sugar thing right yeah yeah and it's a lot easier for us to examine things that we don't have a problem with. Uh, uh, it's easy to condemn drinking if we don't drink. Uh, but if we go to God and say, God, is it should I consume more sugar? Is it good for me to do that? Are we willing to listen to him? Or are, does it control us? So, yeah, and the point is a lot of us don't want to go to God. We like our lives as they are, and we don't want to examine ourselves in light of God's Word because we don't want all the answers he might give us. Mm-hmm. So, Talking about examining ourselves uh, puts me in mind. Is it ever right that we examine someone else and tell them whether they should partake in communion or not? Is there any scripture anywhere uh, that that is even reasonable? Well, if they're out of fellowship with somebody or committing sin and everybody and people know about it, would it be right if they're not supposed to partake in communion if they're willfully at that time sinning and somebody knows about it then shouldn't it be would it be like marriage does anybody know a reason why they shouldn't get married if we do that for marriage would it be the same as with communion if you know a reason why this guy's if he's committing adultery and I know about it would it be my place to say get out of here well what about how long does it take uh, to be forgiven when someone is truly sorry if they're if they're at a communion service and we recommend that everybody examine themselves, look at the blood of Jesus, and uh, repent, uh, look at the broken body of Christ to become worthy to partake of the communion de- and, uh, uh, meal. And we know someone was living harshly last week, and they repented that time uh, and see themselves fit because they've looked on to the body of Christ. I guess when I examine the scriptures, I, 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 I know that is a practice among many of our churches. And then I look at the scriptures to find a scripture to back up our claim that when an unclean person partakes in communion, that we become unclean 
versus if we have something in our own life that is unclean, then the then the yeast starts growing and overcomes us completely. Where we want to instead turn that around and use it on the body and tell someone else they're not fit. Uh, I, I don't know. I just you know when you brought that up on it just made me think of that. Yeah, and Jesus says, make sure the beam's out of your own eye before you take the speck out of another. But what if the beam Amen. is out of your eye? I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, then, then you know, that's a really good thing there. If we had eye surgery done and got something removed from our eye that, and it, and it turned out really super good, and now someone else has exactly the same problem that we did, or even a worse problem, or a splinter, call it what you want, another eye problem, would we then try to do the surgery, or would we t- send them to the surgeon that fixed us? Yeah. So if the boom was removed from our eye by Christ, we would say, look at him. Just look at him. He's the one. He'll make you clean. He'll get the splinter out of your eye. <laughs> I don't know. But so many times we want them to become the surgeon because the surgeon performed a good thing on us. Yeah. Cool. Any other thoughts on these things so far? Well, there's a scripture that I'm thinking about if somebody sins against us to go to them and if they don't hear us to take somebody else with us and, and then finally the church. And, I mean, it's all, Watchman Nee talks about this passage and says that let the, the, if he still doesn't hear you, he becomes as a heathen to you. He says, it doesn't say he becomes heathen to the church. It says he becomes a heathen to you. And he said, it's only natural. If somebody does something wrong against you and they refuse to repent of it, they are no longer a friend. It's just impossible. It's not, you can't. But he, he, sa- he makes it, he says it's not that the church is necessarily supposed to um, remove him from the body. He may still be a Christian. So I'm just putting it out there because we aren't, I mean, so the thing about judging other people, it was very, Jesus was very making a very clear case that we go around judging people and we usually have that own fault ourselves if we're doing that. And he was making it clear that it's wrong. And I think in most cases it is wrong. There's a difference between judging for the sake of judging and there actually being something wrong. Boy, it just takes so much discernment. And I tell you what, I think if I pray for somebody, like if somebody offends me and I pray for them first and I sincerely care about them, it changes everything. With and I might not talk to them at all, but I certainly won't take it to the church if I'm if I'm praying and if I first of all go to them and enable to, to talk things through with them. So I, I just put that out there. Is I think there's a difference between judging and, and talking to people. And we should we should I think as a body of Christ we should be communicating more. I think there should be way more one on one, just helping each other, encouraging each other, and it's, it's something that's unfortunately rare. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, what I was going to say is that passage makes it very clear that uh, that method that is given is a method that is to be used when someone sins against us. It's not a general sin. It's not something, it's not when we see Jim, uh, Joe take care, uh, take advantage of Jim. Because that was not, that was not against us. If we see Joe take advantage of Jim, John gives us a real good way of how we should handle that. If we see a brother sinning a sin that is a sin not unto death, I think it's in First John, like five somewhere. It says, "Then we should pray for it, and God will give him life." Uh, but so many times, because of our pietistic 
look at what a holy guy I am to bring this to a juicy tidbit to the church to get Joe mauled. Uh, we use the wrong scripture and apply it to that situation. If we're as holy as we want to be, there's a really, really good chance that when we go to our God, which can't change the heart of Pharaoh, we'll convict Joe's heart to go make it right with Jim. And if not, then we better be repenting because that's what God said. If we are what we claim to be and claim that we are, then we can do that and God gives him life. So if God's not giving him life, then we need to be looking at our life, not running to the church and say, you better make Joe make this right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, there's a difference, too, between, like you guys were saying, if I go to somebody in love because I know they're out of relationship with God and I care about them and my intent is to have them restore their relationship with God and with others, or if it's, I don't do that sin, so I make the rules and I want you to do what I do, if it's a self-righteous thing. Exactly, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, and like, like Jeremiah said, if we, I mean, even like when, when I have an argument with my wife, I can't pray for her or with her. When I'm mad at her, and if we pray for these people, we have we'll love them. We pray for our enemies. You can't pray for them and ask God to change them if you don't want them to change. All right. Well, what about there's other topics too. What about something like we talked about music before, music or books or movies? If it's wrong to take God's name in vain or to commit adultery, is it right to watch those or listen to those things that promote these sins? If we say I can tune it out or it doesn't affect me. Um, I, uh, I would like to say something to that. Um, I think, I think there's a, there's a balance in that. I think if a person is, is, uh, personally, there is there uh, strong enough to, if it, if it doesn't affect them or influence them, then, then I, me personally, I can't see what, what it would hurt, but at the same time, uh, it is a good point to, to, um, consider that, you know, about the movies, if, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't swear, why would you want to watch it? Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily a right or wrong. It's rather a balance. So what does it do to you? Does it inf- how does it influence you? How does it impact you? What, how, how do you uh, um, react to it? I think that's what we need to focus on. Now, now you can watch those movies. If you, if you can watch those movies and... And you you don't uh, you don't uh, 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 impact you. I think I think it you know it doesn't influence you that much. Yeah, there's a lot of background noise in your phone now. When somebody's repeating, I would mention that. that I would mention that. Can a man take fire to his blood and be not burned? Okay. Yeah. Can I repeat that? Wow, there's a big echo going on. Somebody, uh, somebody's phone has a big echo. If, if someone is on speakerphone, uh, turn it off of speaker and back on again, and it'll probably stop. Um, my my answer to that would be, uh, if we can watch these movies and it claim it don't affect us, there's a scripture that says, can man take fire in his bosom and be not burned? Um that that there there's there's no uh, there, uh, there's another scripture that talks about by the tree we shall know the fruit and when I read that in my Greek interlineal and look at the Greek words it means I tend to take it more 
I've seen some people that are definitely not knowing Jesus do really good things. Does that now make them a good tree because they're giving off good fruit? When we look at it on the back side of it in the in the in the Greek scriptures, it would say more like where is this person getting his pleasure? Where are we as a human being getting our pleasure? Is it from a tree that is good or from a tree that's bad? Uh, that scripture applies more that way when we look at it in the interlinear, interlineal um, version. Uh, if that makes sense, I don't know if I'm making sense at all. Uh, he's like, if we are if we are enjoying something that we know is not good, then that is what we are hungering after. That's where we get our pleasure from. Then we should not think that we are a good tree. It's when we find pleasure in goodness and holiness and grace and mercy and love, then we are eating from a good tree. And if that's where we get our, when we get down, 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 and holy things and spiritual things lift us back up again, then we can expect that we're getting our fruit from a good tree by the fruits you shall know. If we are getting, if we, if we, if we get sick of, of everything that's going on and we've got to go watch a vile movie to just get our mind off of everything, then we are chasing after bad fruit and that's how we should know whether we're righteous or not by the fruits that we like to consume that's a good point I like that thank you for listening to this podcast series check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google Plus thank you again and have a blessed day